Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. And uh, today uh, we will be talking about um, a, a, a game that's, I think it's a little popular. I don't know. It seems indie, though. Um, you might have heard of it called Elden Ring. Elden something. Yeah. No, that and can't be me. what it's called. <laughs> oh, yeah, Elden th- Ring. Is it Elder Ring? Hmm. Oh, you know, it's it's actually uh, it's no the oldest knows. ring. <laughs> well, <laughs> they they do have George writing it, so you know maybe his his handwriting isn't great, and they ran <laughs> with it. Um, so uh, with me is of course uh, the raconteur of games, uh, Trevor Strunk. What an exciting title! Thank you, Carlo. <laughs> there you go. You, That's nice. You're welcome. That's nice. I, I try. I try. I like that. And of course, uh, I, you know, uh, I, I'd love to say that, um, say something as off the cuff neat as I, I gave for, for Trevor, but, uh, we, we just have uh, a fellow tarnished Kurt with us. <laughs> Hello. Howdy. You must have, you must have well, Marshall background tarnished. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was going to title myself, uh, the tarn- a, a tarnished guy who jumps instead of talking. <laughs> um, uh, you do not know how many times I've done that. It's like, oh, I want to talk to you. Action button, PS4 uh, action button. And you're like, God damn it, no. They moved. I on. thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were making a, a reference to how he's how the tarnished is essentially like the a voiceless protagonist, except like his voice is that he can jump because that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he can jump for joy. He can jump for rage. <laughs> uh, what Elden Ring asks is. What if Chrono from Chrono Trigger could jump? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so I have a really stupid uh, uh, little anecdote about about Chrono from Chrono Trigger and uh, <laughs> no stupid anecdotes about Chrono from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> only only stupid questions about only Chrono stupid from Chrono people. Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I I somehow went uh, most of the game without noticing that he didn't talk i only mm. noticed that he didn't talk when you bring him back to life uh mm. optionally um on right, uh, i yeah. forget what that's called like nightmare peak or something right um so i thought that it was this commentary on like well now that he's come back from beyond like words fail him he can't even communicate with people from the world of the living and i mentioned <laughs> this so theory good. to someone and they were like no he never talked I was like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, like, like he definitely did before. You remember so all, of, I, all of his famous lines, right? <laughs> yeah, like, Watch out, like Robo. dot, 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 and dot, 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 dot. Yeah, Kurt over here putting putting words in Chrono's mouth. <laughs> that was very sophisticated head. writing. <laughs> it is actually, it is actually a pretty funny. It's a funny observation because, like the, you know, tarnished and. This is not unique to Elden Ring and the Souls games at all, but like uh, the tarnished, your character is of course 
a voiceless protagonist. Um, essentially, I mean, like you can, you could you could choose to say words like "oh, hello," or "I choose not to do that," but like they're essentially meaningless phrases. You know, most of the things that you would actually have your protagonist say and be unique are, are not available to the tarnished. Um, but like, it's Trev, interesting I, that you just didn't notice that in, in Chrono Trigger because it is such like a ubiquitous thing. Trevor, I thought you were going to say that the tarnished can only say certain things like finger, but hole <laughs> or tarnished, fort, comma night that, that the tarnished does love that. I, uh, I, 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 I wrote a message that said likely beautiful on a, on a cliff and it got one up vote and one down vote. And I got so mad about the down vote. I was like, I can't ever check. Like I, the, I think I, I tried between, to write go Eagles, but it wouldn't work. Yeah. The, the, the lands between a land of contrast, one yep. up vote and one down vote. Uh, <laughs> I actually have made one, exactly one uh, message, and it's actually saved my bacon once right before I was going to run into a, a fight uh, because somebody voted for it. It was just basically a warning. It was like, uh, dogs ahead or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> or beware dogs or something like that, because as we all know, dogs. Yeah. The, have you played, uh, uh, so- apart from gravity, it is probably one of the most hated uh, enemies in, in any of the Souls like games. Gravity, poison, and dogs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now, can I ask? So, I'm assuming we've all played Elden Ring at this point, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you both Souls game players? Like, have you, is this, or is this your first Souls game? It's um, not my first, but I am by no means. It, th- this is so I, I played. I played Sekiro and I have played mm-hmm. Souls derivative games. I, I I only played Sekiro a little bit. I know that Carlo played it like a lot more. Um, I played Hollow Knight very extensively and I played okay. uh, whatever that that uh, that like that like J- Jedi Souls like oh, Fallen game Order. Was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that so so I've I've never gone really deep on a from game before, okay. but I I was familiar with it enough to pick up the basic rhythms. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the soul stuff, like leaving behind and everything, has been something. You like Hollow Knight's a perfect example of that. I I I think what was it? Maybe she's what is time? Uh, maybe three four years ago is when I uh, yeah, like three or four years ago. I think I got the Switch, and then uh, I'd heard you know from people that you know I was falling over at Struggle Session and whatnot that uh, I should try Dark Souls. Try Dark Souls. And, um, and so I tried the, the switch version of it and was, I just, you know, fell down a rabbit hole. Like that mm. was, <laughs> that was my life for six months. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> like, as soon as I realized that this, yeah, this, like these types of games and well, not these types of games, but maybe the, the, the FromSoft games, um, starting with dark souls, uh, obviously I never played demon souls. I'm not going to go pu- buy a ps5 just for that (laughs) Um, let me let me recommend this buy a ps3 just for it (laughs) fair enough it's very Uh, good um but go go on sorry uh, but but you know so uh, I I think I picked up uh, the other the other two of the Dark Souls and then I sort of tried Dark Souls 2 and it was it was fine Um, but it didn't really grab me in the same way there was something off about the 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 graphics and the way the menus looked and stuff like that. Um, and so then I sort of jumped ahead and went, Oh, well, you know, I heard great stuff about bloodborne. Let's try that. And I played that 
Uh, it's weird. I, I played that almost to the end. I got the German, couldn't beat him, got sort of like blocked in that way that you think that, oh, I fucked up and I need something, blah, blah, blah. I, I ran out of a uh, blood flask or healing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And so I restarted it and and set it aside and then came back to it and just mm. blasted all the way through it <laughs> that time because i don't know it's something about it right you you, you sort of now are, are playing it to enjoy the game rather than flinch because of that i think that that's the thing the the dark souls to bloodborne switch was something that really it's hard uh, yeah i mean it's, it's difficult it's a, it's a different game yeah for sure for sure and well, I mean, and, and so, um, uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm referencing something that a lot of people have seen that H bomber guy, uh, video about how, you know, how, you know, bloodborne is great and it teaches you how to play the other, the other games. And he's not wrong, uh, because what happens once you play bloodborne and you sort of fall into that rhythm and you set aside the need that dark souls gives you from the get go to oh you have a shield well use your shield and mm -hmm. hide behind your shield as much as you can um to get to the next place right and once you set that aside it's like this weird zen liberatory zen thing where if you you know you don't need a shield you just need to learn how to dodge <laughs> and use tactics and stuff like that you, you just right. need a big enough sword <laughs> well i know that that's your current yes. build right now. Sword is a you're a sword yeah. guy yeah are you are, did you do guts build Kurt? yes yes i am okay. yes very very much doing guts build and it's like it's, it's like it doesn't even matter it, it doesn't even matter what the sword looks like what the actual stats are if the sword is bigger i have to use that sword <laughs> and it's 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 worked out pretty well. There's only been one sword that I forced myself to use that I, I feel like was an actual downgrade. Uh, other than that, bigger sword equals bigger numbers so far. Anyway, in the game, there's a great. And I'll come back to it, but there's a great. I'm playing. I'm doing a let's play with with Delacina of uh, Dark Souls Two now. Coincidentally, um, uh, but she she also did a review of Elden Ring, so she's like she's much more adept. You should have had her on. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> But All right, uh, good night, everyone. Yeah, good okay, night. well, uh, well uh, bye, Trev. See you later. Just get, in, get in contact with Dia and let her. Let I'll her let her. Yeah, I'll let her know. Um, but yeah, um, the the you know the the thing about Dark Souls Two is like it has all sorts of really neat weapons and stuff in it. And I'll I'll say what else I like about it later. But like one of the weapons in Dark Souls Two is just like it's called the Dragon Tooth, and it's like it's a club that's literally just a big old dragon tooth. Like, it's, <laughs> it's clearly it's just old, like. Well, a it's, huge it's Havel's, uh, it's Havel's uh, club, right? Right. Yeah. It's just like Havel's club. Yeah. 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 Except like bigger somehow. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it, it's really great. And like, one of the reasons it's so great is that like it, it like, um, I'm trying to think how to say this. Like it is so absurd and it, it absolutely embodies that, like that element of, Oh, we're doing like, we're just going to do the biggest sword possible build <laughs> that, uh, that Kurt has, which I think is like, honestly, a fairly canonical build for souls. Games. It definitely, I mean, it definitely uh, feels that way. Like, like what, one of the things that struck me about the game is like, I, I I I know that there's this kind of like social tradition in in games of this nature where you know you complete the game in whatever kind of playstyle you sort of stumble in or research online and then you start doing weird runs where it's like well let me see if I can do a run where 
you know, I use two shields all the time and, you know, or <laughs> let me see if I could do one where I only, you know, I don't hit anybody. I just crouch roll all the time. Um, and, and it seems like Elden Ring and, and, and I, you know, I, 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 I haven't played any of the Dark Souls games, but it seems like Elden Ring does a very good job of like making a lot of different builds very viable. Cause like all my friends are all doing different stuff and it all, and Absolutely, like none yeah. of us are like, Oh, we're doing a stupid gimmick. I feel like I made a mistake. You know, uh, it's like Kurt, it, it is interesting because and I'll, I'm sorry, I'll stop. But like, no, I, no, I think, ahead. you know, I think it's interesting that you that you didn't like Dark Souls 2, uh, Carlo, because like, I feel like if you are enjoying Elden Ring and return to Dark Souls 2, you would probably like it a lot more uh, because Dark Souls yeah. 2, I feel like has the has the bones of, of what Elden Ring is doing uh, very clearly in that, like mm-hmm. what it is, is a. um it's just more expansive. It like, it does everything that dark souls does, but just like at a much like more expansive and extreme degree. Right. So like it is, it's, it's dark souls, but like there's a million more like wild weapons and it's dark souls, but it's like (laughs) also there you can like, you can kind of do whatever build you want and it's dark souls, but there's like 30 zones and it's just like, it is like, it's more off-putting. It's less tracked. Like it feels like they were like, okay, let's try the dark souls two thing again, but let's hire George R. R. Martin to like make a story yeah. that we can pin it on. But there's something so cool about it. Not being tracked. I don't know. This is, this is the from soft problem, it, right? Where you just like every quality, you just go like, but it's good. Like, it feels well, so. So having I'll, I'll real, real quickly, having only played uh Sekiro, um, Sekiro gave me a very strong feel of, Two two things. One was Contra, um, and, and but but mm. the and the other thing is very much a Contra derivative, which was um. Do you remember the 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 PS2 like Team Ninja, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black games? Yes, yes, it, they it were very me, good. It, 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 they were terrific, and it gave me like it like Sekiro was activating that part of my brain that I hadn't touched in a long time. It's like oh wow, like like I have to kind of play this like this, or it's like learn them, learn the moves, learn all the like the boss patterns, figure out what weapon I should be using. Try and, and those are very very linear games for the most part. Um, whereas Elden Ring feels like it takes it, instead of having that that like that like Metroidvania ninja gaiden black type dna it feels like it takes some of that like some of that gameplay and puts it into more of like a like a morrowind type frame where it's like you're not you're not on this narrow track anymore you're wandering around the world but then when you find something then you go into you know very precise fighting it's a it's a very it's it's interesting how similar it is but also how different it is i don't know Mm -hmm. so so i was gonna say um to your point, Kurt, I think that it, it's weird because I feel like um, one of the things that I think after playing and getting really deep into Dark Souls and moving to Dark Souls 2, uh, specifically, it was at Scholar of the First Sin. Uh, I'm not sure what the first sin is, and I don't know why anyone would study it, but that's another story. <laughs> Wait, um, you mean that guy? <laughs> that guy has more <laughs> problems than just that. He's a big old head that comes out of the ground. He's, oh, nice. he's a mess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if, no. if there's like a big hand in this game and a big head in that game, there's, there's eventually going to be like a, like a from software game about feet. Yeah. I can't wait for, feet. can't wait for that one. Like everyone's um, going to be super normal about that. I bet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, so I do think that the, 
this, the branching out in Dark Souls 2 may have been a little too much for me. Uh, it was too much for because, a lot of people. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, mean, you're not, you're yeah. not alone. I mean, I, I, I didn't, hadn't really thought of it until I, I just uh, realized that just how sort of, um, it's not specifically linear Dark Souls, right? But it is, it does have a very specific path and everything connects to each other and everything sort of pared down to a very essential. I mean, there are a, a bajillion uh, weapons there, but not quite as many as in Dark Souls 2. And or in like Elden Ring. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but I will say that it's weird because I feel then that that same aesthetic of stripping everything down to the most essential pieces is something that put people off of Sekiro as well. Because really Sekiro is, is, is a very paired. You only have one weapon. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're a Shinobi, but I mean, you do have like all those, um, prosthetic <laughs> tools, but they're already Random pre-chosen. Ninja bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sekiro, Sekiro is not about giving you a, an historical perspective. Like Sekiro is like, imagine Japan, but it's everything. Like, okay, good, we're we're set. All right, great. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you, you Carlo. But like, and what I love about Elden Ring, like one of the things I really so like, like a lot of people, it took me a while to sort of like feel like I had my feet in Elden Ring as like a longtime Souls player. Um, you know, like a lot of people who've played a lot of Souls games have felt this way, as far as I can tell, where it's like. You start and you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe I don't like this new thing. Um, and then like, as you sort of, as you sort of settle in, you're like, okay, I like this new thing. It's fine. It's good. Um, but like, I think one of the, one of the funny things about it is a place that I really, um, listeners, sorry if you hear a little rustling back here. I have a tiny kitten, not tiny anymore. She's pretty big now, but uh, I have a kitten messing with my stuff. Uh, but um yeah, like it, it is, it is this interesting thing where like, once I started feeling like, oh, I know some of these stealth uh, elements from Sekiro, like this is like, there is Sekiro vibes here. Like they took something from Sekiro and brought it into Elden Ring, which like made me feel good as a fan of Sekiro because it was like, okay, that feels in some ways like a walled garden, like, like a, like an offshoot of, of um, from soft, like something totally different. And mm -hmm. In some ways it is, it, it's extraordinarily linear, as you say. Um, but like, it was cool to see like, no, no, we learned, we learned some stuff from that too. We brought that in and it felt like this kind of like real holistic moment. Um, I don't know if everyone had that feeling or not, but like, I definitely was like that, that was really kind of like big for me in, in getting comfortable with this game. I mean, I, I think I had uh, mentioned this before to somebody and they said, wow, that's a really interesting uh, take. And I, I honestly feel like Elden Ring also took, it's essentially Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. if you set it in <laughs> a, a Dark Souls environment, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and It's and funny because I... I've heard that comparison so much, and I, I I know zero about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, you should play Breath of the Wild if you like this game. So, I like, should. The thing, about, the thing about Breath of the Wild and the thing about Elden Ring is, like, they're going to get compared a lot in, in the same mm -hmm. way that, like, okay, so there's a funny sort of um, trajectory here. So you'll have to forgive me for geeking out on this because it's sort of, like, it's a little bit uh, in the same line of what I do in the book. And, like, so it just is my, the way I think about things now. But, like... 
when um, the Souls games came out, they were a real sort of like, you know, odd flashpoint for um, for difficulty. And that was like that was a big thing. Um, and then they sort of became, um, you know, codified and, 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 and worked out. And then when um, Breath of the Wild came out, people said like, oh, this is like Zelda Souls. Like this is Dark Souls Zelda because it's hard. <laughs> It it had it has a level of unforgivingness to it, and initially that was a lot of people who like that was a lot of people who were like, yeah, no, that this this is what it is. It's 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 Dark Souls Zelda, and then I think people kept playing it and they were like, no, there's something else going on here, and you know sometimes that that limited itself to there's a there's <laughs> you know there's a glider, so you get like people saying that Genshin Impact game I've also put a lot of time into, uh, perhaps less uh, salubriously. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, that's like, that's like Breath of the Wild or like this, but like really what's, what's there in Breath of the Wild that's new is this sense of exploration and like, um, open world, not in the sense of like, okay, we have these zones we're opening up, but open world is in like, okay, like just go, you know, you see what you could find. We'll give you a couple of little things. Like here's where a tower is. Uh, but that's about it. That's about it. You can do whatever you want otherwise. Um, and in that way, like, this game is really a response to that and saying like, okay, let's see if we can do a souls game within that kind of world. Not with like, you know, there's a horse, which is similar, but mm-hmm. like beyond that, it is not a, it's not a breath of the wild game. It's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a souls game with that in mind. And I, I, I think mm-hmm. that's, I, I just, it's very interesting. You, I think it works uh, out really, really well. Two two points. One, you said the book, and I'll I'll plug it for you, which is video oh, games and the you. interplay between consoles and culture is is the book. Which by it's the called way, story mode also. Oh yes, sorry, it's, yes, yes, story mode. Thank you. Yes. Say, say the catchy part. Kurt. Yes, yes, story mode, story <laughs> mode. Yes. By the way, uh, well, the see, Google he's he's free- so he's so used to the the hard mode of uh, Elden <laughs> Ring. Right. Yeah, the hard mode of titles too. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. I only say the subheading. Yes, that's right. Um, by the way, uh, the uh, the. Google thinks that there are two authors to your book. One is Trevor Strunk. The other is PhD Strunk. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Trevor and PhD Strunk. It's very funny. It's, it's like, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You're, you're the Mr. Hyde. And then there's also like the Dr. Trevor, like the, the like respectable, nice one. Oh um, my God. Could you imagine naming your child PhD? PhD? The amount of pressure that poor kid would have. The, oh. We could make it to the masters. Damn it. The, the, uh, that the would other be so actual, rough. <laughs> the, the the other actual point I was going to say is um, something about like you. So something you said in there that that made me think of this is um, there's an element to this to Elden Ring that appears in a couple other games I really like where it uses the architecture and like the design as cues to help you navigate this big open confusing world where like for instance in Elden Ring the profile of the churches is very distinct. And when you see them, you're like, Mm. oh, there's a church I should go toward. Actually, Skyrim, for instance, is another game that does this where like you'll see like like a mouth of a cave. You're like, oh, that's a cave. Cave suggests that there's this inside. I should go in there if I want a cave type experience. And like Elden Ring helps you navigate by like, even though blessedly it doesn't have a mini map, thank God. Uh, oh like, yeah! Despite despite Rami Ismail etc. asking uh, desperately for more more <laughs> more waypoints, please. Like, there's could, there's, could there's so many waypoints in this game. By the way, there's there's way more than I was expecting 
from having played like uh, Hollow Knight, which could be a real fucking asshole about making you replay sections. Yeah. Um, whereas this is this is like very kind. Like like if you find a boss, like there's a there's a there's a, like there's a shard right there for you to to go and you know and uh, reload from. But but I I love that you aspect mean, you mean of like a, you it, made a grace. You, yes, thank you're you. Using, you're not using Whoops. the correct branding, uh, Kurt. Excuse <laughs> Whoops. me. Whoops. <laughs> it's important. When you talk about Souls games, it's important to mix up the branding as much as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, so that's the, right. The, the you, fires? I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, for instance, like, you see, there's a lot of just, like, visual cues that help you navigate without needing a mini-map. Like, you don't need bullshit all over your screen because it's like, I look over there, I see the sky is all fucked up in red. That's probably an evil fucked up place i don't want to go until i until i have to oh look over there there's some nice glowing golden stuff that looks like the golden stuff i've come to appreciate i should go towards i should go in that direction like it's it's yeah it's almost like um it's it's like a it's like a a more high-minded version of what um uh ghost of tsushima did where like instead of having like waypoints it it would have like the wind but it was still like Mm -hmm. a very like Go in this direction, you know, uh, type thing. And and mm-hmm. thank God there's no mini map in this game because I realized recently when playing like open world games with with a mini map, I eventually just look at the mini map unless yeah, I'm course. in combat, like because it's yeah. it's like a lower fidelity, more information rich version of the real world. And it's like, well, now I'm not looking at the graphics anymore. I'm looking at like a little 2D game that takes up you know one one thousandth of my screen. Well, I mean that that it's an interesting point because I was gonna I, I was going to mention that this feels like it took cues from from uh, Ghost of Tsushima as well mm. because of the just, you know it 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 doesn't have a bunch of crap you can, you can you know after a while it toggles off the the heads up mm-hmm. display um, you know it it really allows you to just look at the scenery. And, uh, I, you know, granted, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. The, 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 the wind, uh, guiding, uh, uh, Jin, uh, through the, through the landscape in Ghost of Tsushima was, you know, very much like, uh, yeah, go this way. But, uh, also in a, in a way that I felt sort of, um, made me look at the, the, the screen rather than pull up a map more often. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think like, I think this is like at, at core, what's really good about, What's really good about um, Souls games is that, like, they make you actively consider the areas you're in, right? Like the 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 way that the way that they they operate, the way that they work, is that you have to um, like actually kind of care about what you're looking at <laughs> when you're when you're looking at it. Um, and, and this is what like this is what I mean. You know, we, we don't want to talk about Demon Souls because I, I think I'm the only one who's played it here. But like, um, which is fine. Uh, it's just more like just not super interesting <laughs> to talk about that. Um, but uh, you know, like it's definitely like what I think was like so compelling about Dark Souls, right? That people loved that there was this way that um, everything connected. That you could like look into the distance and be like, oh, like I can see, I can see Sense Fortress if I like, if I kind of like look mm-hmm. really far away or like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's that like, yeah, okay. I, I kind of can like, that's where you go down in the catacombs. Like I can, I can set it all up. Um, I mean, part of what was so cool or what is so cool about Dark Souls 1 is that like you can see that and you can like study the map and really kind of embody yourself in it. And what's cool about, I mean, it's also what's cool about Dark Souls 3, but like in Dark Souls 2, you get sort of that Elden Ring thing where like, yeah, the, the map connects and in Elden Ring, it's like very clearly, you know, they're, they're careful about geography because like, 
famously Dark Souls fans freaked out when the geography didn't literally match up in like topographical <laughs> sense when when Dark Souls 2. There's like if you look up Dark Souls 2, I and again, like I talk about it in story mode, we don't have to talk about it now, but like if you look up Dark Souls 2 elevator, um find oh, the some, one that ends up with the iron keep or whatever. Yeah, you'll find some some truly unhinged uh some some truly unhinged ideas about like what should and should not be considered in video games. Like, <laughs> Otis like would never like, build an elevator like this. This is some Thyssen Krupp work. <laughs> uh, if only, if only we could have that kind of debate between two of the greatest minds of our current generation. Um, but no, it's much worse. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's funny. And like, you know, it, yes, it's, it's fun to make fun of it for me anyway, but like, it is also very much this instance of like, okay, um, that's kind of what that's kind of what you get when you're like, when you're when you're playing a Souls game, you you have to kind of account for people who are like, yeah, you know, um, I care a ton about the way the geography of this world goes, or I want to look at the runes on this wall, or I want to like, I want to like really yeah. engage with the idea of this space as like a you know, as an actual forest or something like that. Like there's this, there's this sense of, I don't know. There's this sense of like the, the world operating in a logical and like compelling way. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's just like so enjoyable to look at the world, right? Mm. Like it's so enjoyable to like peer out and appreciate it. And you want to kind of like piece it together in a way that the game half gives you and half does not. Um, so it, it does become like sort of a thing where you become like essentially a twitcher or bird watcher just for like Dark Souls <laughs> stuff. You're like, ah, I spot it. Like you ever if you ever talk to people who like um, in Dark Souls one, there's this enemy that sort of like famously is hard to encounter. I've only ever encountered one once, but it's when you like it's when you're in the presence of another player that died with a significant amount of souls, the um, this enemy spawns and it it can be powerful. It can also be sort of like not super powerful. The, the main thing about it is it is weird. And if you kill it, you get like a bunch of souls and humanity or something like that. Um, but I remember in my second playthrough of dark souls, it was on stream. I just like, I, I was in a thing and all of a sudden there was this weird enemy that neither me or the person playing it with me had ever seen before in any of our playthroughs. And it killed <laughs> me. So and cool. I was like, what was that? What is going on? That's so good. That's <laughs> such like, yeah. that's, that's that, that feels like, like playing games in 1994 where right. like, yeah. I got, I got tricked on the schoolyard into thinking that if I shot a particular block on like, like, uh, you know, uh, the first underworld level of uh, Super Mario Brothers. That if 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 I shot a hundred fireballs at it, I, I it would open like like a secret teleport door. Where it's like you have right. no you have no way of knowing. You've never seen this thing before. Whereas now, or, or, like, like we're 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 so used to everything in a game that we encounter or something being like familiar by the time that we have played it. You know, or, a decent uh, amount or. Or like mm-hmm. when we were talking about the Mortal Kombat, uh, it, oh, unlocking the, hey, reptile. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, reptile yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, unlocking feels, reptile is such a legendary thing. Like just like <laughs> so much. But, like that was that was one of those things. Yeah, where people just got so into it. Um, that <laughs> that constant like you know like oh we, you know we actually like we're all freaking out about this. <laughs> like we, we need, everyone needs to find out more about how you unlock reptile. There's so there's I an element. A, oh, go ahead. Sorry. 
Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. Um, no, no. You know what? Uh, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm probably going to say something that's not related. Go ahead, oh. Kurt. Oh, I was to say. Um, there's an element to the experience of playing this. That I think ties together that like that that discovery and training your brain to play the game sort of thing that makes me feel like like a very good MMO. Like for instance, mm. it, there, there's there's parts where it reminds me very heavily of playing like vanilla world of warcraft where you would be progressing and you would see the other zone next door and you'd be like that looks all evil and fucked up i'm not ready to go there and you know you're not ready to go there because it's more evil and fucked up than than the zone that you're in and then eventually it's like you know you, you get a quest that's like go to you know Hell Pit Heights or whatever the hell it's called. You're like, okay, I guess I will. And then, you know, it's the it, Fortnite, Fortnite yeah. version of, uh, of Warcraft. Of WoW. It, like- it like, it like gradually welcomes you in. And there's a, there's an aspect of, of, of that to Elden Ring as well. I think where like you're, I don't know, you're, you're part of the game is just like gaining confidence and feeling like not just the level, like not just like your character getting stronger, but your, your confidence at navigating the world and, and understanding the world as if like as a character within the game would that, oh, again, this is the, now this is a real reach. Um, there's a, there, there's a moment in um, uh, the adventure game, full throttle that uh, where, where <laughs> classic, you to, classic. Game. Yeah. Where um, you get, you get locked out of a building, right? It, very early in the game. And um, most adventure games, you get locked out of a building. You have to like find a goldfish and drop it down a slot that then the goldfish like swims and like bumps something like, <laughs> like clogs the sink and the guy go, this is all this stupid bullshit, but in full throttle, you're a biker. And so you have to learn to play the game thinking like a biker and like, what does a biker do when he comes to a locked door? Well, like, he, he kicks it. Right. Um, right. And that, that's yeah, he's how not you looking. He door. doesn't look for a, yeah. He doesn't look for a, uh, for a puzzle, uh, uh, yeah, 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 right. It's like, oh, I, I can break this. Right. Well, the, exactly. the, the puzzle, the puzzle is more for the player to uh, identify with the character. Exactly, and there's written. so much of that. There's so much of that in this game where it's like it, it feels like you are you are getting more mentally powerful by becoming acclimated to the world of the Elden Ring. You know, where it's like, oh, like I see, like I, I see some knight looking guys. Early on in the game, you're like, are those friends? You know, and and after a while, you're like, well, they're they're definitely, you know, I, because they're knights, I know that they're probably about this strong and they're going to use this kind of attack and they have a red tabard. So that probably means that they have some kind of fire. You, you're like, like it, it's just you accumulate all this like cultural knowledge about the game world that helps you play the game on top of just the button pushing in a very fascinating way that I think like so- pulls you into the game world itself. You 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 touched you you started in on something that I, I wanted to talk about, which is, um, and and this is more a a question uh, or an argument directed at, at Trevor. Where oh no I, I oh no <laughs> you're on the spot now, Mister. Uh, no no, uh, it's simply I have a, a theory that I sort of sort of had when I was thinking about like, and, and, and would DM, you know, D and D games and, and RPGs and stuff like that. Um, which is basically that, uh, there's, there's a, there's a, an art to writing for a game, uh, mm-hmm. either a, a tabletop or a computer where you essentially leave a hole in the game that the player fills. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like part of the, 
um, some of the backlash that <laughs> we've heard, some of the ridiculous backlash, including, oh, it needed minimaps and, and so on and so forth and, and other inventory uh, based arguments and stuff like that is mainly that we, we generally have gotten adventure t- style games that basically crowd you out. You have to learn to play by these very rigid rules. And I feel like Elden Ring, I mean, more so than, than um, any other FromSoft game uh, you do. There is a level of learning how to play the game and learning uh, again uh, by context clues, whether you are, whether you're the correct level to fight this guy. Yeah, no, that, I mean, there, it is, it is more open that way, right? Like it is more open than, than any other, I would say than any other from the, than any other FromSoft game for sure, which is like, it's not that the other FromSoft games aren't open to that. It's that like, mm-hmm. you just don't have as much rope to hang yourself with in, in other games. <laughs> like I, you know, I like one of the, one of my ways that I got into dark souls was I just like, I banged my head against the wall forever on um the uh the skeletons basically uh in, <laughs> you, in you oh you you i went the wrong way yeah <laughs> no no you you, you want to know you know it, it, this this ties back to what kurt was saying regarding like the the sort of the the story of the game and you learning from it because right. i went and and saw a graveyard and see skeletons and I'm having D and D brain where skeletons are a one D eight. They're very weak. And I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, these, I'm going to make toast out of these guys and then go to that catacomb or that uh, cave entrance over there. You will not they, make toast of them. Oh, they, they, they spread me on toast. Yeah. Uh, no, they're they're the very bleed. hard. And like, um, so this is, this is very common in my playing of souls games and makes um, any stream. I, 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 you know, I hope I can find a way to stream some of Elden Ring because I, I really like streaming these games, but I streamed one and two. And one of the, one of the things that is like extraordinarily annoying and I don't know, probably also very fun watching me play souls games uh, is that, so it's annoying to anyone who's playing them with me. So my friend Rob would always uh, play these games with me. He's like, you know, he's played these games much more than me. He had some like, you know, useful insight and, advice um what i would do as a very good friend would be i'd always engage with my worst possible um brain which is to say oh uh this thing's this thing's really hard i better just like keep banging my head against it forever <laughs> um and i would i just like i keep banging my head against it and it like it didn't ever matter how hard it was because i would beat it eventually um, like, uh, the, the blood starved beast I played like oh, 60 God. times in a row on stream, just like all sorts of like stuff like that. Right. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's bloodborne. Sorry. But yeah, like that just, that's just the way I play these games. And so as a result, what I did with the skeletons was I just like, obviously wasn't streaming then, uh, it was like, you know, before I had any interest in that or, you know, insight into it. Um, I just kept trying them. I just played them over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, I didn't progress because you can progress kind of far into the catacombs. But at a certain point, it's like, OK, you can't <laughs> can't really get f- that far. Like, you, you have to go back and do this the right way. Um, <laughs> but like that, that impulse is in is in Souls games. Like you can make the wrong choice and end up in a bad situation. But or you can like be like, oh, I'm going to fight the dragon and like die a bunch of times. But like, <laughs> you know, the 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 element of like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to like. Um, you know, end up in this place that like is a an end game thing, but as a level two guy, 
that's only really possible in Elden Ring. And that that's pretty, pretty cool to add. Like that's, that's really like the best, the best way to do, I don't know. Like that's the, that's the best element of a, uh, of an open world game in my mind, the, the way to just like hang yourself without knowing it. <laughs> so I, well, I want to go or, ahead. Sorry. No, I, and, or like, I think that the, the, the funny thing so far that has not triggered my specific um, sort of eventual just, uh, weariness with an open world game, which which is something that um, that uh, Ghost of Tsushima was was rather uh, deft at doing, which is to make it a small contained place. Uh, you know, it it it's still even by the end because it's an open world. I I, I just got sort of like okay. I guess it's time to finish it up because I'm uh, I I I I want to finish it up before I get too bored with this or you know or yeah or that's reasonable continue continue trying to you know fill up every you know oh there's three more places I got to go you know fight or whatever um, here I think the the issue is that it is much more discoverable uh, it is not um, like points on a map necessarily i mean there are there are places on the map and you're like oh i wonder what that thing is and you go over there and it's like oh shit i'm being invaded or you know <laughs> or oh shit there's giant fucking crawdads here that are spitting at me and now i'm dead well i like how i like that the, the that the um sort of the other way around this i i i got caught by the crab and i was like oh no this crab's gonna kill me for sure and the crab was eminently beatable and i was like yeah I yeah, yeah. The crab? I, like, I okay, had the same right, experience weird. with the crab yeah yeah i too yeah the crab the crab yeah. looks in, very intimidating um but uh the, the like the uh, the opposite of that is the fact that um i feel and i i don't want to I don't want to predict it and jinx myself or anything like that, but I feel like uh, part of what uh, may keep me going here is simply that um, you you can get on the horse and you can ride off and there's, these are yes. sort of a, a series of different loops, right? Uh, that you can sort of loop into and, and run into another loop, uh, which could be a, a suddenly, Oh, there's some ruins and, and we've we've now found out, you know, twice, three times that ruins always have like a little uh, stairway down. So let's go find out where mm -hmm. the stairway to this one is, you know. Uh, and and there are, there are a couple there that already I can see as like, oh, that's the poison one. <laughs> that's the yeah. one that I'm gonna have to wait until I get some poison resistance or something. He, here's uh, something that feels very. Uh, I, I've been thinking about what made me feel, want to compare this to World of Warcraft and what what. What I finally settled on when you were just talking, Carlo, you, you said something that um, uh, that that made my brain like light up like a pinball machine. Which is each of the the zones, let's call them, in Elden Ring, frequently has like a meta narrative uh, or just mm -hmm. like like a straightforward narrative going on within the zone. Where like you start in this area where there seems to be this ongoing battle between these, you know, these like creatures and these castles. And then you go to another area and, you know, there's like, there's some kind of like an outbreak of a plague and everything's all fucked up. And there's all these knights waging a war against the plague. And you go to this other place and there's this, you know, this like citadel of magic and all these people have been locked out of it. And it's like, it's like each, each area while not now not becoming your story, you get the sense of like there is a like like a a deep story to the zone um mm. that feels very good 
MMO game. Not all MMOs do this, but I think the the good ones do this, and it really is is interesting. And by the way, we have to talk about the actual like structure and narrative of the game at some point because mm-hmm. there there are some really interesting connections I think to other sci-fi and fantasy properties oh, yeah, or, yeah. or tones going on. But well, I, yeah. let, let me. I, I just wanted to make one small point, uh, which is. The meta meta, or I don't know if this would be, uh, I don't think it's a Ludo narrative. I don't even know what that, that it means exactly. Ludo narrative is a, it, it's a, a, a vaguely, it's sort of outdated, but people still use it. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're outdated. I'm saying the, the term hangs a, on despite it, itself. It's okay, um, Trevor. I am, I am outdated. Uh, listen, I'm, from I'm one old. outdated person, <laughs> one outdated person to another here. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, uh, Ludo narrative is just a, it's basically a term that means uh a narrative that is born out through the mechanics of play, not through mm. like a narrative element. Well, then in that case, it's it, sadly that that is not what I meant. But, oh, well, uh, <laughs> no, but that's good too. It's good to know yeah, what yeah. you don't mean. Um, but, but uh, one of the things that immediately made my brain light up is, and this is going to sound really stupid, but it, it starts out in Ash Lake and dark souls. Mm. Uh, we got to the top of the arch trees, ma. <laughs> 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 I can see that. Yeah, I, you know, I can see that because you know, we, the, we 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 see them again in in uh, Bloodborne and the Hunter's Dream. Absolutely, and like I think you know it, it, what's funny to me is that like there's something about there's something about connecting connecting the the dots between like you know the the sub souls games and the soul and like oh you know like what's going on in drank lake is like in in Dark Souls two is that part of what's going on in, in Lothric is it is it or not Lothric um. Uh, Lordran, is it what's going on in in like you know in in all the other places that we see? Like, how much are we looking at these places and like actually getting a a, a vision of like continuity? Like, people love that stuff. Like, Vadi Video has made a whole career out of it, right? But like, um, there's like a, an appetite for it that I feel like is not like I don't always have the appetite for it. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I do, and sometimes I just don't. Like, I I think that's like. I think it's amazing to sort of recognize those trees as the, as the, the top of the, the trees in Ash Lake. I also <laughs> like, like that more as a metaphor, as opposed to just like something in, in actuality. Oh, which, no, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's splitting hairs, but not with the souls community, right? Like it's splitting hairs with you because I know what you mean, but like, it is absolutely not splitting hairs when it comes to the souls community who is like, rabid in finding like connections and saying like, uh, that's yeah. what it means. <laughs> well, um, I mean, but, but I think that that, that falls into the trap of needing to essentially uh, find a taxonomy and a way to classify uh, everything that's within any of these souls like games. Right. Um, which is fine. And, and I think that uh, FromSoft uh, actively tries to court that without Without necessarily tipping their hand, oh, right? One hundred percent. Miyazaki loves the loves the debate, like because and, like and, and uh, from I'm, I'm clearly does too. Yeah, like like uh, one of the things that immediately popped into my head, um, even before I saw a friend of mine uh, mention it was uh, on, on Twitter, was that the the samurai in in Elden Ring. Um, if you read it and you squint at it, it looks like, uh, the, the people from the, the interior ministry in Sekiro were interested in the land, found a way to get to the lands between, and we're just sort of interested in finding out what's going on there. You know, I can see it. I honestly, like when I was playing, I know, um, Felix from, from uh, Felix Biederman from Chapo, 
has like is is doing is playing Elden Ring and posting about it, and he's doing a a samurai build and making him Ishin, basically like an Ishin <laughs> version. Ishin, like, Ishin the swag saint. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I forgot that it's the swag saint. Uh, but yeah, no, like that, like that's cool. Like that's that's neat. Like I think I think taking those elements of the game and being able to sort of like literally build your own canon about it is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is the I guess probably the reason I find the the urge to then like codify it so frustrating where it's like yeah. no you fools like you you I mean, had it, what you had what you needed like don't don't, it's, don't it's ruin an, it i feel I, I feel like it's an invitation to play outside of the you know the literal playing of the game but to play and have you thinking about how these things might connect well um, it goes back to what you were talking about with D too like to to sort of draw a line back because i thought that was a really good insight like there's this there's this element of you know like okay what what do we give the what do we give the player character um well we, we give them enough right and and within D, like D is its own kind of thing you can have you can go by like the back of the box adventures and like or the back of the box the back of the book because <laughs> you eat D cereal in in this version of what i'm talking about um absolutely absolutely Oops, insane all fumbles thing to say. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like, a horrible cereal oh um, no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no like it it is like D D D has like elements of you know you could you could do a version where it's like yeah like i'm this is this is you know purely uh canon within within the you know within D qua D like there this is this is not we're not doing anything different than what like the actual canon of the books lays out most people would not do that but you could um, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing is like the reason most people don't do that, right. Is because it's like way less interesting than just doing a, a plot where you take some of the elements and then say like, okay, like, well, let's see what we can make of this. Like, let's see what, like we can draw out. That's more interesting than if we were to just like, accept that Gary Gygax was the writer of this game. Like I'm, we're now the writers of this game. You, you, me, the, the DM and you, the player. And like, I think in some ways that is when the souls games become more interesting when we all basically become like, like our own little versions of Tacitus where we're just like, okay, like what do we, what do we make of, of this strange area? Like Ash Lake is this fascinating place in, in dark souls one. That's so hard to find. And then there's a dragon there, which shouldn't be there because dragons are all gone, but there's mm-hmm. one. And it's like, there's bones of dragons, which you're to, are to expect. And then there's like ostensibly the last dragon, which is fascinating. And the game does not draw any attention to. And like, there's so much there to sort of talk about, but it has to, it has to sort of come from your own perspective. You know, one of the things I was most scared about with Elden Ring was that within the open world, it would, it would like overdetermine that, right? Like mm-hmm. end up being, end up telling you everything. And it is to its credit that it does not. I feel like, um, uh, Kurt, to your point regarding each area having its own sort of um, underlying story that's happening, right? There's these environmental storytelling, as they say. Ah, I've heard of that. But but I also feel like uh, I I joked about it, but the more I think about it, it it does sort of follow like this weird. uh, this weird idea that I'd, I'd seen in this old, uh, old slash, uh, or, or not old, quote, old, <laughs> end quote, uh, RPG game 
I really, um, th- I really wish you would have said this old slash RPG game, like you were just playing an old like <laughs> that, that. That that is a that is a whole other thing. I was, <laughs> when I was playing, when I was playing this classic gay RPG, <laughs> which which one was he playing? Like I, I yes. don't know any classic slash RPGs. This is this is really interesting. Who? <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it, it's called Cult, and it it actually uh traffics a lot in this or not traffics a lot it, it actually as has cults a, do yes as <laughs> cults it's with a k actually because you know oh. they, they wanted to make sure it was different this um, is the this is of course the thrill kill cult then <laughs> <laughs> hey all right uh, hey, hey um so uh what do you call it they they had like this idea of a gnostic uh world right where the world you know like it's a horror game the world that we exist in is a a shadow or an illusion of the true world behind it. And it's mm-hmm. got like this all, f- it's sort of like, imagine if the actual world were uh, inhabited by um, creatures that, um, that you would have seen in Hellraiser. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, so sort of like a little bit like they live meets the Gnostic Bible. So, sort of. Yeah. And so I, I feel like um, Elden Ring is doing that. I mean, it, it's not like it's a new thing. It, it it was present in Dark Souls, but here it's it's very pronounced because uh, Queen Marika in the opening credits. This is not a spoiler, folks. Um, <laughs> it just basically it, she skips out on on creation. You know, yeah, she's, she's supposed gone. to be like the she's gone. Or she got or too tired of the of the loathsome dung eater and <laughs> said, "I'm out of here." He, yeah, he, he kept on this showing guy's up. Such a pain! Like, I don't what, like he, him. One of the he, greatest voice acting line reads I oh have ever God. heard. The that, loathsome <laughs> dung eater. <laughs> He's I mean, so that bad. Whole, that whole that whole like um, naming of the remaining big uh, uh, demigods or sons of America uh, is just oh so inspired. It's such a it's such a Dark Souls shibboleth that like if it if like what it's one of those things like if they don't get it right fair or not you would then be like okay I I don't trust this game one bit <laughs> and when they do get it right you're like okay I'm in let's it, go it, <laughs> it, so with with my limited experience with Dark Souls it feels comparable to the big red line across the bottom of the screen when you're fighting a boss that indicates its itself <laughs> yeah no it, it is but like literally at the beginning of like at the beginning of dark souls one, they do the same thing where they just like, they're like, Oh, oh the okay. four great souls. It's, it's like, I, I won't name the, but like, you know, it's like it's, uh, all the people that, uh, that, um, and now I'm forgetting. Everything. And, I have a problem. Well, where I don't, forget don't, names, well like, don't forget. And, and boss, Mr. Does not appear in this game. Yeah. <laughs> boss. <laughs> so you're um, right. You're right. Yes. Uh, but, no, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, you know, it's like the people like, they'll be like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's seat the scaleless and who like fought for the dragons. And like, there's also this, this, like, there's, there's the, there's the guy who's from the underworld and this guy and that guy. And, and they just named them in, in dark souls one famously. And they're just like, also the furtive pixie or furtive pygmy who we'll never talk about again. Um, <laughs> oh, and so oh again, that's you, what that reference is. Okay. Okay. A couple of my friends yeah. m- make that reference constantly and I never knew what it was from. So yeah, thank it's the furtive pygmy. He's there too. He's, he's uh, so furtive. You never found him in the game. But again, that's the D and D thing. That's where you're just like, Oh, I wonder who that is. I'm going to start like making theories about it. The game's yeah. like, you do that. Um, but like, 
yeah, it's it's um Gwyn, Gwyn. These are all the people that Gwyn either fights with or against. Um, he fights against the dragons. Seath helps him fight against the dragons, and he, he they introduce all of them, and then they're like, but now they're all like dead, and it's bad, and uh, you're probably gonna have to go kill them. And like that's that's what they always do at the beginning. They're just like Dark Souls Two is a little different this way too, but like a lot of them are just like, here are the four beings you have to beat, and just having that at the beginning of Elden Ring was such a such a comfort blanket, like absolute, just like you know. <laughs> Hey everyone! Guess what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, so, can can we talk a little bit about the actual like est- the the aesthetic of the the game's like story and setting and how it fits into uh kind of like sci fi and fantasy as a whole? Because I'm super I'm I'm super jazzed up to make some connections that I haven't heard people make yet. No, oh, go for it, man. Make some connections. Oh, okay, I mean, so I, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no, I was no, saying, no, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So, so. I was trying to figure out I, I I was trying to figure out what the stylistic DNA of this game was basically from the instant I started playing it because it felt very familiar but also very like different and like it was like a combination of things I knew in a way I didn't recognize um and so I, I guess you know and we probably should have done this towards Closer to the top of the episode instead of fifty five minutes in, but I'll just say, you listen, know, if, it's fine, it's normal. <laughs> if you if you haven't played the game, um, Elden Ring takes place in this kind of like co- collapsing post fall. Co- Carlo uh, said it quite well, where it's it's kind of like like a Gnostic uh, conceit, where like God has departed and God's children mis literally misbegotten children in some cases are still around yeah. but they're all fucked up and decayed and and so you're in this world that is kind of like going rotten before your eyes um and you are one of one of some number of people who seem to be trying to do something about that in some way uh good good or bad um yeah you're the- tarnished which is like a, yeah. in a, just like being just like being a hollow in the other games, this is like a this is a, a known quantity. You people are just like, oh boy, here's another tarnished. Here, com- yeah, here comes that like, guy. Yeah. yeah, here comes that frog again. Yeah, um, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not like. You're not special here. Right. 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 You're. <laughs> we, we've you're seen one of you hundreds. before. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So. It's, and uh, what what finally hit me is the aesthetic of the game feels like a weird combination of the more mythic parts of Tolkien. With that kind mm-hmm. of like Numenor collapsed ancient society, uh, you know, g- ghosts of honor past. Like it, it, th- this feels like like you took the part where, um, where they go and get like the the ghost soldiers that I forget the yeah, name the, of the paths of the dead. Yes, yes. Dunhar- it, fe- yeah, Dunhar- it feels like you take the paths of the dead, and then you take like Clark Ashton Smith, Lord Dunsany, and like. HP Lovecraft in his more mythic mode and you smash them together. So you get this sense of like the, the gods were around, they're gone now, but they used to be walking around and now everything's all kind of Greek and vaguely Greek or vaguely Celtic and falling apart. But also there might still be some fucked up lesser gods lurking around. And it feels like you are treading on the edge of going into myth. Like every step of yeah. the way in Elden Ring feels like you are about to step into myth, but not quite. If it feels like you are going along and be like, oh, here's a demigod. I'm going to pull him down out of the demigod world into my regular world and kill him with the knife. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then I'm going to become a little bit more mythic. 
And it almost feels like you're going through this formerly mythic world and demythifying it and bringing it like fully into the collapse or fully into the real. It's a very weird, like Greco-Roman, Celtic. I don't know. It's it's got so much stuff going on, but um, I don't know. It's fascinating to think about to me. So one of the one of the things that's really useful in, in in coming up with this stuff, and like I think I think one of the reasons why I I think of it in in, in regards to your point here, uh, Kurt, is that like it is it's a great story, and people take it as like as like a one hundred percent true story. I don't think it is a one hundred percent true story. I think it is a perfect little uh, story about the game and about the aesthetics of the game, and that's even better. Um, but you know. Hidetaki Miyazaki, who is the the sort of like um, at least aesthetic sort of core around around the Souls games, um, has said that like when he was growing up, he was pretty he was poor, um, and that's it. It's just about uh, being poor. No, <laughs> growing up, he said, he said he was, when you and, die, you and, lose all your and money. Now he's and <laughs> yeah. now he's and, and now he's super successful. And, and now he's story. rich. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Randian fantasy of individualism. <laughs> um, and thank you, Miyazaki, for that. No, it's um. So he grew up, uh, you know, reading reading books from the library, and one of the things he read, uh, you know, one of the things he loved the most were these um fantasy books, right? But according to him, um, the books themselves were not uh, translated; like they were they were in English, and he couldn't read English. So he used the he'd use the pictures to kind of like draw conclusions about the book in, in ways that like, um, I don't know, like in, in, in ways that were like half right and half wrong and like, you know, sort of, sort of had a, had a, a broken dreamlike significance to them. And I think that's, that's a wonderful way of thinking about dark souls. Is it 100% true? Probably not. Uh, but it is, it is a great way of thinking about dark souls and the way it works because you, or any of the souls games and the way they work, because you sort of get this version of, get this version of um uh i'm trying to think of how to say this like you get a version of um thinking about connections that is and like especially thematic and plot based connections that is purely um i really didn't want to say this but like it relies on aporia and aporia being like sort of a more theoretical idea of like a gap right so mm-hmm. like it relies on the fact that you don't have context to make sense. So like if you're reading a book that's half in translation and you're like, yeah, like I, I, I get the feeling that there is some sort of, um, I get the feeling that there's some sort of, uh, uh, um, Prince here that has a problem and he's cursed mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of evil guy, but I'm not sure why they like, where they intersect or why, or if one's dead or not, then you make up your own story and it doesn't quite make sense. Like if you heard the actual story, it wouldn't be right, but your story also still exists there. And I feel like, you know, much like dark souls two is the story of like a number of things written on the ruins of a bunch of other things. In some ways, that's what Elden Ring is too. Like, it's just like, you're trying to be an archeologist and figure out what the hell you're looking at after the fact and that that makes perfect sense i I think in in the context of a lot of the things that i referenced where thinking about in that term is is almost the uh the sociological concept of like the sacred and the profane where where like you know 
the the sacred and the profane are fundamentally two different worlds and we as humans primarily occupy the profane where it is you know it it is our our everyday lives but in some senses and in some aspects of our lives we may touch the we may touch the sacred and it takes on this like mm. special quality but the sacred is also always partially occluded from us there's always yeah. like there's always this sense of of where you you cannot know it and much like something like Lovecraft or something like Tolkien has this unknowable aspect to it. Like, like in Tolkien, you know, essential to understanding the narrative of Lord of the Rings is understanding why Gandalf is there and doing what he's doing, or at least it's it's present in the narrative. It's not essential to reading it, but you get the sense of like, well, he went off and did some mysterious stuff because he's this weird godlike being sort of that we will never really understand. He went off to another place that has its own stuff going on and then came back and that impacts our world, but we can never understand it. It's it's occluded from us. We as mortals would never right. fully grasp it. And that feels very much of a piece with the uh Apuria or like the uh the like lacunae of of like that you, you cannot you. fully grasp the fullness of the setting because we are mortals and we only have a mortal viewpoint of it. So we'll never really understand why Godric is doing what he's doing or why Marika is doing what she's doing. We'll never really understand what their experience is. We can only experience it as as the player. And the game yeah. withholds that from us. Like you're never going to pick up presumably an item that's like, oh, uh, here's why Marika did all this stuff that she did. You're you're, you're getting this <laughs> weird like, ground level diary. explanation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so bummed out. I fucking hate these keep these kids of mine. They won't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. What a what a bummer. It's like if only I wasn't here anymore. Um yeah, I you, think like- you you find you find Godric's uh secret secret journal where he's <laughs> He's so worried about his uh, his his subjects that he he instead decides, you know what, you know, we'll keep them all alive, grafting him onto me. <laughs> and then then you feel like an asshole for killing him because, God damn it, I killed a whole kingdom with him. It was it was a found but, family you know, of it, arms and it, legs. Anyway, in for a penny in for a pound. Um yeah, no, and, and like I think you know the the other thing about that is I think the I think you're absolutely right, uh, Curtin. Like the 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 other end of that is to say like not only like can we not understand it, but much in the same way that you're talking about Gandalf, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Not understanding is the point. Yeah, right. Like it's extremely relevant that like the Silmarillion is not the Gandalf story, right? Like it, it, it's extremely, it's extremely relevant that we're, that we don't get like star Wars. And like, look, I, I am, I am, I am as like, you know, ruefully excited or like interested in the Obi-Wan trailer as everyone else. Like, yeah. listen, it's, you know, it's, it's the first one that's made me feel anything in however long. Uh, but you know, like the, the idea of finding out like, okay, like let's find out what Gandalf was like as a boy is not what is not what like Tolkien was interested in is the same sort of impulse here, which is like, look, like you don't act. And this, this does come from older fantasy, uh, like especially myth where, and, and fantasy like derived from myth, like Tolkien, where you say like, Oh, you know what? It like, listen, there's a lot of stuff that happened beforehand. Let's just like gloss it over because like mm-hmm. right now there's a bigger story to tell and a more important story to tell. Or even even if you want to be like extreme about it, a story to tell that like is the only important story to tell anymore. And that's like that that I think is at the core of much of Dark Souls is that like 
you know, we get, we get these things where it's like, yeah, this is the end of the world. Like, like this is it, like where the world's ending or the world's becoming something new. And so everything that happened beforehand is pretty pointless now. So like, mm-hmm. you know, please don't think too hard about like, what happened to the furtive pixie because the furtive pixie is not coming back like don't try not to think too hard about like why why godric did this because like basically all that's left is to you know kill all the people that are grafted to this thing and and you know like yeah it's it it is this it is this it is this approach of like yeah everything's gone like everything's over like you can you can pick up the pieces but it doesn't matter there there's also a sense i think that weird fiction often has um where like the you you can change the world but really only for the worse right you can only mm. advance the tragedy that has already begun so there's there's this hp lovecraft short story called um the quest of ironon i think is the name of it and it's it's basically like there's this boy who showed up one day um in this town and he said that i came from the golden city of ironon it was this beautiful place all these wonderful things um I- i'm trying to find my way back to it and he played this beautiful music and he made a friend and, and who was like the narrator and the narrator is like okay let's let's try and find this beautiful city that you came from and they search for it and search for it and they grow old together um, except like the boy doesn't grow old and eventually they meet a man who's like, oh, I once met a boy who, uh, who, who said that he came, you know, he, he was this poor crappy boy who, who was born an orphan and he made up this, this, this story about, you know, this golden city that, that he came from. And we all laughed at him cause he was crazy. And as soon as Ironon hears this, he, he like, he, he grows old and, you know, turns to dust and dies. And it's like, oh, so dies the dream of Ironon. And, and oh, that's. Mm. That's what this feels like, where it's like you can you can try to help, you can try to do something, but you're only going to reveal more layers of the tragedy that has already kind of been, been like has begun unfurling and is kind of held in stasis. Um, and you can poke right, it with yeah. a stick, and it's just going to get worse and more sad. But but at least something mm-hmm. will have happened, and I guess that's good, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is I like, mean, and, and and I'm 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 sorry, Carlo, we've been no, talking over you, but uh, and I'll, I will stop after this. But the you know, it is something that is true in like most of the Souls games, from Demons to Dark Three, um, and even Bloodborne. To be honest with you, I don't know if it's true in Elden Ring. I haven't beaten Elden Ring yet, but like it it at the end, you're given a choice of like. Hey, do you want to like so famously in in Dark Souls? This is this is you know. Do you want to link the flame or not? Right? Mm, uh, it yep. says like you know, Gwyn Gwyn tasks you. You're the chosen undead. You got to link the flame. That's your job. And at the end, uh, when you beat you know, spoilers for Dark Souls one, whoever you beat at the end there, um, you 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 can choose. Okay, am I going to link the flame or am I not going to link the flame? Um, and linking the flame basically is like okay, you you've chosen to continue this world. And not linking the flame means like, okay, you've chosen to end the world. And, you know, that that choice is is something that is like endemic to a lot of these games because it's like, yeah, that's that's the choice. Like if you once you find out about the world, you can you can you can uh, you can end it or you can like or you can like uh, um, keep it going. (laughs) Yeah. And and keep it 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 crappy or or make it. Or or change it, but the only change is that it, it goes away completely. Which yeah, it is goes basically away. Yeah, right, exactly. Which, which Hollow Knight also does a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. To be I mean, I always, I always I always found the um and maybe this is my uh my my reading of uh of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind uh coming through here, but I always found that the um the not linking the flame and you know because it is all alternate are alternately called the age of man um mm-hmm. 
as as well as the age of darkness or you know what we're supposed to think is the end of the order as we know it um and and i do think that there are contextual clues there that let you know that yeah maybe continuing it isn't the great greatest thing either because right. you know, when you I, do find the person that you f- you beat at the end to get to that choice, you find out that they've gone hollow, which is basically Dark Souls version of like, well, they, they're no longer really, they, they don't have any like force of life within them. You know, they, they no longer believe that things can get better or anything like that. Right, um, right. Which is something that you, you, you keep on it keeps on happening i i saw this this uh this person post uh recently and it 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 really hit home because it's like oh you know you you do anything in elden ring and as you know a parenthetical as is the want in a lot of dark dark souls or souls born <laughs> games uh you know uh, somebody uh, some quest giver uh three mountain ranges over just keels over dead you know um <laughs> simply because you made you made a choice uh you know i know you exactly are. what quest that inspired that I feel like. <laughs> or, or at least oh, no. one of what i'm sure are, are are many and yes yeah it's like i'm i'm helping oh i made it worse but at least i did something right no and, and that that happens a lot we're like and, and like, this is especially like a frustrating feeling in, in, in the Souls games where you're like, ah, I, you know, like the, the, the kind of like Logos Classicus for this in my mind is, is uh, Siegfried um, in, in Dark Souls 1 who constantly is asking for your help. And he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm super sorry. Like, I, I screwed up again. Now I'm like, I, I'm in trouble. Um, can you please help me? And, and you have to be like, oh, Siegfried, sure, we'll help. And, Ultimately, like in the end, it just makes him like completely he 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 realizes like he's not a very good adventurer. And he's just <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't do this. And and like it's kind of a horrible thing because like he's he's become like this, you know, colleague or friend to you. And ultimately, it's like, yeah, like you've just proven to Siegfried that he can't do it without you. Um, I- and he becomes always, like he he starts becoming hollow unless you find his daughter, right? Like, I think I, I think that the the, the one that really hit me was uh, the crestfallen knight. Mm, yeah, in in Dark Souls, where where yeah, he's like, ah, uh, I tried to do the thing, but you know, it's hard. I'm going to stay here near the fire. And he gives you some yeah. some offhand advice, you know. It's like, oh, they don't tell you there's two bells. And so then the funny thing is that uh, once you do actually ring both of the bells of awakening, he disappears. Yeah, he he basically yeah. It's it's implied that he goes hollow. Well, no, um, no, it's not implied. He you find him <laughs> in, oh, in yes, another area. And, well, and- it's not like it doesn't say like you know the 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 enemy name importantly is not you know like your friend <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah it is still like okay yeah there's like put put the pieces together why is this hollow here like yeah because yeah. it was your well, friend I mean, it, and it's it's funny because uh it, it this is one of those things where the way i interpreted it was that he becomes inspired by your example and tries to go off and like do it you know get back in you know get back on the horse you know that type of thing Mm-hmm. And uh, and it ends very poorly for him <laughs> because yeah, yeah. he's not he's not the player <laughs> who is the chosen. Under. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, and like you know, it's 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 the same thing for Siegfried. It's the same, yeah, it's the same thing for a lot of people. And and Elden Ring, like the interesting thing about it is, it seems like they already know that, right? Like the the woman you find early on, and I'm still early on. I'll I'll, I'll cop to that, but like the woman you find early on, who's like who tells you about what Godric's doing to everyone. And she's mm. like, yeah, you know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I go catch up. I gotta go catch up with them to become part of this giant, like arm ear beast thing. Like <laughs> seems like, seems like something I should probably do. Just like, no, don't do that. Like, what you- I, I don't know what else to do. It just seems like the next thing. Yeah. yeah and, it's, it- and even encountering her, you know, that there is no, there is no cheering her up. Right. Like, like you no. can't, you, it's, it's not going to be, you know, like River City Ransom style, like, you know, and the gangs all went back to class and became honor students. Right. Like, like if if you kill if you kill Godric, she's not going to be like, I feel better now. She's a, she's probably going if if she's there at all, she'll probably say something like, you know, oh, I lost my chance and now my family is gone from me forever. Or like it's there's right. there's no there's no good outcome. There's just a different bad outcome. <laughs> and, you know, I think I think a lot of times this is like this is read as as like pessimism in Dark Souls. And I guess there's a pessimistic element to it for sure. Like it is it isn't like a a, a cheery approach, but like also I think the pessimism has to do with the fact that like again, it's it's this it's this urge to find some sort of completion and like some sort of end of the story that makes sense or or has a kind of meaning. And ultimately you're just like, yeah, look it doesn't though. Like <laughs> You, you uh, want, it's, oh, it's you about want it. trauma. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you want it. You want it. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like, uh, not exactly, but <laughs> no, but like you want it, you want it to find, oh, so like you wanted to, you wanted to like, you know, help this pilgrim on her way. Uh, unfortunately, that was a flawed quest too. Or like, oh, you wanted to help this person or do this thing. Every single quest you come across is flawed because at the beginning of the game, we told you every single one of these quests is flawed. Like, I don't know what, you know, and like, it's it's the same in Elden Ring, right? Like for all the differences in Elden Ring, it's basically like the game starts off and it's like, yeah, everything's pretty screwed up. There's only these tarnished, but they don't really do much. And like, boy, this even the old round table of tarnished is a pretty crummy place these days. Like it, it's, it's, it's basically like, like, like the VFA. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I just like these guys. I just realized do? it. It's it's like going to the VFA. It's like, oh yeah, back in my day, I I fought. Fought what? <laughs> Uh, I forget. <laughs> it, I, but yeah, no. It, oh, I was just saying. It really I, is I, that. I even yeah. like the setup of like it. It's almost like the these games in Elden Ring, especially, are are almost like a like a not necessarily a bad dream, but a very sad dream. And mm-hmm. yeah. you know that your reward is to wake up from the dream, but you don't know what you're waking up. To, nor nor can yeah, you right because yeah. like like you you're, you're told from the beginning oh you've come to the land between between what come from where right. you don't know it's like but well like who the like who who were you before it doesn't matter who are you now well here's here's who you are now and you get this sense that your reward is going to to not be who you are now but nothing necessarily good there's an inherent sadness right. to anything well, that mean, you can do it's it's funny because the lands between you know it's it's right off the bat it's telling you that this is a liminal place yes like literally dream. literally liminal yes yes uh, between yeah and uh and so then you know like everything should have like a dream like logic and i don't know about you but i have a lot of dreams that are just 
generally <laughs> unsatisfying. Are they, are they like that? Be jumping and hitting people with a sword by, by pressing? Carlos is like, oh god! I woke up as the, I woke up as the chosen undead again. <laughs> the god, worst. Here I am in a sin cursed world again. I keep I keep on seeing that fucking furtive pygmy out of the corner of my eye. Hey, Carlo, it's me, the furtive pygmy. Ah, get out of here. Every time I look directly at him, it's like a star. I can't see him anymore. <laughs> um, so, so, Kurt, let me let me ask you this, because I've been I've been meaning to ask you since maybe about six minutes in. Um, so when okay, cool. you so when you pancake someone with your gigantic <laughs> gut sword, how cathartic does that feel? Oh, it feels really great. And even better than that is, um, I don't know what triggers it. If it's a, it a particular animation for a stealth attack that happens um, if you, uh, I, I think it's like, a, like the smallest size of enemy, the, the kind of it's, like, it's, the kind of like footman people. You can get mm-hmm. it for most of the, you just have to target, um, if to target them and then also, uh, Get them uh, before they see you. Oh no 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 no! There's there's a special modif- a special variant animation apart from the oh, stealth kill. So so my. I know about the stealth attack, but so normally the stealth attack is like a sideways hit, right? And you and you like hit them and like pull the the sword back out and it does a lot of damage. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if it's if it's if it's a one hit kill or if it's like a certain type of enemy where. Instead of instead of hitting them sideways and then pulling it out, you you hit them like over the head with it, like with your giant sword <laughs> and knock them to the ground. And then you hit them a second time like you are uh, playing like the carnival game with like the test your strength mallet. <laughs> and that is the most satisfying <laughs> thing in the game. <laughs> it's so satisfying and, and delightful. And it's even more so when it's like guys who gave you trouble at some point and you go back and you're like, look, everyone, I'm back and I've got a bigger sword now. <laughs> so the, 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 the reason I ask this is because I remember and, and, and Trevor, you'll, you'll, you'll remember this when we were talking about the horror games that when, when you'd, uh, when you'd f- finish resident evil, the first one, I think it was under two hours, which required right. a lot of figuring it's out of which work, enemies. Yeah. yeah, a lot of enemies you could run past and blah blah. Well, and, and you got to know the puzzles too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd get the rocket launcher as a starting <laughs> weapon. Yeah, yeah. And and the catharsis after you know, God knows how many hours of figuring out exactly how to beat the game within two hours. <laughs> the catharsis you feel when you fire a rocket launcher at a scrub zombie and you see the arms and head just pop off and the rest <laughs> of the torso fall to its knees smoldering. I- I'm sure that it feels more or less the same way as you pancaking any anyone with your sword. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and and the the other funny thing is, uh, of course, like, with the giant sword riding around on your horse is very funny because like if you if you don't deign to honorably fight groups of people, you can mostly just ride up to them and like hold down the R2 like heavy attack and you knock <laughs> and just the drag entire the sword. group into the air like guts berserk. <laughs> Did you so, so what is the what is the R2 yeah, what does the R2 attack do when you're on the horse with the big sword? Because with the katana I'm playing as a samurai because I like dex builds, but like so with the katana with the Uchi katana that I'm using you do the Akira thing. 
<laughs> which is really cool. Oh, like it's you, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that okay, too. Cool. And like it, it seems like it seems like it does Tight. about half damage if you drive if you drive if you ride over someone with it down, but then when it swings up, it it knocks people yeah. into the air. Yeah. It's yeah, very you just fun. do the yeah. It's great to do the Akira thing. I, I, I spent a lot of time doing that. I want to slide sideways too on my horse. Oh. <laughs> you, you you want the full uh, black rain experience? Kurt. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, oh man. Oh yeah. Oh man. Let, let's okay. Let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. <laughs> stay on target. Um, but yeah. So uh, I mean, I I. I think that the uh, I I'm still finding stuff like I I've I've I beat Godric um I I lucked out and beat Godric my first try um which I I was like huh like I I put down the controller was like huh <laughs> so I guess I did it uh that's weird it happens I, mean, I beat I mean, yeah, um, who, yeah I beat the who's the who's the first hunter that gives every, it's not German that's the last one but the one who gives everyone trouble in Bloodborne um is it the uh the canehurst one yeah the one that shows up in the chapel yeah he's pretty early and you, you fight him like a hunter for a while and then he turns into a beast in his second form oh no no that's uh fast <laughs> father gascan um, yeah father gascoin i beat him on my first try and that was like everyone was like uh, whoa oh my god like <laughs> it's like yeah no it's just like that's that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> it does, like, i it guess does. i guess i did a good thing <laughs> Uh, but then, then you fell to the bloodstarved beast forty times. Many, t- yeah, the billion times they kept saying, "Trevor, you're under level. Do not I, keep fighting the bloodstarved beast." I feel, beast. I feel like like yourself? your first attempt at a boss usually goes much better than the next forty five attempts. Like, like for for some reason, like like when you come in with fresh eyes, you're like, "Oh, okay, like maybe I can do this." And you're like, you know, you get them to like halfway, and then your next ten attempts, you get them to like five percent. And you're like, "What was I?" What was I doing when I understood nothing about this? Why was that? Why did that work better? <laughs> you, you weren't hollow by the uh, by you. You weren't hollowed out by the uh, the subsequent twenty defeats. <laughs> so so tr- Trevor, um, given that you are a uh, a learned man of letters uh, of uh, of games, um, let me let me ask you uh, a a discourse question. What what do you feel about this this question of uh, Elden Ring has has bad user experience and bad bad design. Oh, um, I I don't think it has bad design. I think it has wonderful design. Uh, you know what? I think one of the things that I saw that I think is actually very true about Elden Ring, and like I, I guess this is this is kind of feels a little virtue signally to me to say this. Uh, so don't don't take it that way. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to say like people who didn't like the UI were being like anti Japanese or something. <laughs> <laughs> but someone someone pointed out that like this is the first uh this is like the first like you know Japanese extreme bestseller in quite a mi- in like a minute. Mm. Um that's not like you know a Nintendo game or a legacy game or something like that. Um I guess in some ways it's a legacy game. I don't know how true that statement is. But someone pointed that out and said like, you know, we don't get we get a lot of American open world games basically. Um you don't get as many Japanese open world games and that have their own approach to the UI. And so like, this is actually kind of like a different, a different thing. And like, that's, that's kind of an interesting point um, that like, you know, you, you do get, you do get something that is like just a bit different with, with mm-hmm. uh bloodborne or sorry, with, with Elden ring um, that maybe we haven't seen before in, um, or we haven't seen in a while in, um, 
don't know in like you know your 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 ubisoft games or whatever right yeah there's um, there, there, there's, there's an element of the design that isn't isn't quite so pre-chewed right where like right uh, honestly honestly i tried to jump back into an assassin's creed game after having not played like five or six of them in a row and i didn't know what the fuck was going on either so it's 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 definitely there's definitely an aspect of it where it's like you play these games every you know one to two years and you just kind of know how they work and if you, if you are coming into a new thing as elden ring is a somewhat new thing uh you 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 are going to be a little bit more confused than you know the the nice warm oatmeal of uh, a, a, a you know f- 14 assassin's creed games in well, I mean, you know, I think I think the reason that like there's there's this feeling of of like, oh, God, like, I don't know how to do this is in part because like people don't take these games as like fun and it, which I, I think is a mistake. I think like these games are fun. Um, that isn't to say like, you know, uh, you know, death counters and stuff like that are bad. I saw that take. I think it's really fun to do a death counter. It's fun to sort of be like <laughs> this game's this game's so goofy. Look how many times I died like that. That makes sense to me. It's a good idea. I'm I'm for it. Um, but like, you know, one of the, one of the things that people do with these games and there's, is they're like, okay, you're playing a from game. Let's start min maxing right now. Cause you don't want to die and be a loser. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to win and be a winner. And it's like, yeah, like that's not really true. Like <laughs> that's not, that's not how you should play it. You should play it in a way that is fun to you. And like, you can kind of figure out as you go. And I think that's like what people get kind of wigged out about the UI with where they're like, okay, what is the best way to maximize your UI here so that you never, ever feel like you did a bad thing. And it's like, no, you should, you should like figure out how the UI works for you in a way that is like fun. Um, And and like, obviously that's, I, I, I admit that's a bit like, that's a bit like wispy of me to say like, Oh, just like enjoy the game and have fun. But like there is, there's an element of that to it. Right. Where like, yeah, the UI is going to feel like really painful if you are like, okay, I need to get every single quest or else I'm going to die. Like, or, or like, you know, I, I absolutely need to have the perfect setup of my, of my like horse and my sword and my bow and my shield. Like, if I don't, then I'm just going to like, I'm going to miss out on the game. Like, the, the truth is you won't. Like, you yeah. just, you just need to figure out how it works for you and what seems to be the right approach. And the game kind of opens up to you. And I think that, that speaks way more to the to the user interface like the, the the successful ui from like even just like a design standpoint right is like can i can i like enjoy it without yeah. having to work out like you know the explicit way to to get to it like do i have to go through a bunch of doors to get there or can i just kind of like work it out and in this case you can kind of work it out it's like way fun for that like i don't i haven't used all my items yet i don't know when i will or you know how i will but it doesn't yeah, my, really matter my inventory is filled <laughs> with crafting bullshit i'm like i don't know why i'm picking these flowers but i guess i'll i, I might use them if i i, I don't want to get you know 45 hours in and then and then be like oh wow you need you know you need it turns out that you need 800 r- rota fruit or whatever the fuck they are no granted, yeah, right right I'm right not, I'm not also picking up everyone that I see, but I'm like, well, this will probably serve a purpose at some point. And and also to to your point about like going in thinking like, oh, this game's super hard, you're gonna hate it, blah blah blah. It's it's really, I think it's it's not actually that difficult of a game. I think it's easier than Sekiro, for instance, and I would say it is probably closer to something like Hollow Knight than something that is like a very difficult like they're like the 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 first enemies that you see in the game, you are meant to fight them. 
right? Like it's yeah, it's not yeah. like one of those games where it's like, oh, you tried, you saw an enemy, wait, you wait, tried to wait, fight wait, it, hold, you, you fool. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Is that is that the? Uh, <laughs> you're not talking about the 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 grafted scion that shows up. Oh in no, the, no, 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 no. That's you're that's talking about. Supposed the, to be a are lesson, you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like, are you are you all are you also talking about the tutorial that many people just skip by and then go? Well, I, no one taught me how to play this game. It's like okay, I I, I so, do think so that there's you, an element you, of um there, there there is there is a slight element of like there are some things that I think you can tell are just not translated correctly. To be perfectly frank, mm. like for instance, there are two menu options when you when you select a usable item. There's use and use selected. Now those sound, those sound like they are the same thing. But you select and uses the stacks of an item. Multiple, so you, yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. There's no way you're 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 not going to figure that out except just being like, I wonder what use selected does. Um, that that that's clearly just like like a screw up that I'm sure will probably get fixed at, at some, or maybe not. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Maybe that's just part of the game now. Um, no, that is part of the yeah. game. Use use selected's been in been in Souls games. Oh, okay, forever. yeah, I didn't know that you could run until until thirty five something hours in. It didn't matter. You know, I I just hmm. uh, I just I just RP walked everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fine. So I mean, Look, I mean, like it really. The game really is about just like enjoying yourself and having as much fun as you can. Yeah, um, and uh, like I, I don't know, Trevor. I, think, I was I gonna say. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say, uh, Trevor. I think your your point about um, the the UI carries over to the 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 play experience as well, right? It's mm-hmm. it is it is sort of at the crux of what. Um, I feel a lot of people have been using uh, accessibility in the vagueness of accessibility as a word to mean both things at the same time. And that has a very specific, as someone who works in accessibility, it has a very specific definition when you're trying to say that it's welcoming to a new player. And it it is welcoming. It just teaches you harsh (laughs) lessons right off the bat. Yes. (laughs) Like, like, uh, speaking of- I would say the accessibility thing that actually like adds up, right. Is the, is the pause button. Like the fact that from can't do a pause button because of the way that the multiplayer works, I get it. But like people with chronic pain have a legit complaint there. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't pause this game when like my hands hurt Mm -hmm. and like, I want to play, I have a friend with chronic pain who was like, I want to love this game. Like I want to play more of it, but like I can't play it as it is constructed. Like it won't, it won't work for me. Um, And like, I feel like that's, that's a legit complaint. Like I, I like this game. I want to play more of this game. It doesn't work for me as it stands, but like it's hard. It's not, that's a, that's a difficulty complaint. That's not a, that's not an accessibility complaint. Right. Right. Even, even if you're for difficulty sliders, which like ultimately I think I am like, you know, it's not, it's not the same thing as like, well, this isn't, this isn't accessible to disabled people. It's a different. It's a different argument entirely. Right. Right. Like. Like. I, I would point out. Uh, like. Like. Kurt was. Was. Uh, was signaling to. Um. I would point out that you know, like the first enemy that you find when you're in the uh, overworld is the sentinel. The uh, the tree sentinel. You are mm, not. Yeah. You are Don't supposed fight to, that guy. <laughs> well. Well. Y- you can if you want. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I learned that after three tries and then said, oh, you know what? I'm going to go around this guy. Uh, and then finally beat him when I was leveled up in- enough. Right. Just a uh, fantastic call to go around that guy. Yeah. Probably. No, I mean, it's like, 
I, I, I did find it, um, like after like the third or fourth try of like, well, let me, let me, because I, I'd go back. He, he was like my, my watermark is like, well, can I move out of this original, like limb, the limb grave area? Can I move out? And he was my barometer, right? I'd go back and try him again. It's like, nah, I think I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm leveled enough to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh, a good way to do it. Honestly, like it, Again, like you've made the game your own in that way. And I think like one of the things that people talk about a lot with Souls games and like saying like, oh, the Souls game feels different because like you can go anywhere you want. And it's like, that's true of other Souls games. It's just that like the the places that you feel locked into feel a little less um, changeable. Like you just need to make the game your own and like make your progress, your own kind of progress. And the game opens up dramatically at that point. Like it, it becomes a totally different game other than if it, if it becomes the game of like, here's how you should play the game. It becomes punishing and unfun and like mm-hmm. irritating. If it becomes, okay, here's how I understand the game. Then it becomes like fantastic. Right. Right. I mean, I think that they, they do a good job by giving you the, the, that grafted scion initially to let you know, <laughs> not every, like, yeah. this is, this is the, the, this is uh, the trademarked from experience, right? Your, your yeah. pre tutorial, pre game experiences, you'll meet a boss that you're not supposed to beat the first time around. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, uh, no, almost every game does that. I can't remember if Bloodborne does that. I don't think so. But that um, might be the only one. I think yeah. Well, no, I think Sekiro has the um is is a, a lot more forgiving in that sense because it it's trying to teach you stealth and how to circumvent um you know, like direct contact because uh, or direct uh, conflict with the enemy when because you, you first off you don't have a weapon so yeah you, know, <laughs> you need to get one uh, and, and you know it, it's trying to introduce the the stealth mechanic but once you do get it you know you do get like that uh, mini boss the the general guy that's guarding the 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 gate and uh, that that's your first real. I feel like it's your first real test of do you understand what we mean when you should block to parry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in this game's context, which is not the same as a parry in Dark Souls or a parry in uh in Bloodborne. <laughs> no, and I think like, you know, Sekiro's focus on parrying makes it like almost more of a, a rhythm game. A rhythm game in yep. some ways. And like, you know, I, I think that's very true. And that's why people find it different, um, which is fine. You know, it totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, honestly, there's something very and I, I think, you know, ultimately maybe it won't be my favorite of these games. Maybe I'll I'll keep my old favorites or whatever. But like there's something very holistic about Elden Ring in the way it approaches things. Like it feels like a sum of its a sum of all the parts. Of, of what from has learned over the years. And there's something, I don't know. There's something weird about calling that like inaccessible or cruel or like, you know, get good or something like that. Like, cause the game really wants you to enjoy it. Um, the pause button thing, they could get around that and they probably should. Um, but you know, that notwithstanding, I think the game lets you in, like you can, you can farm guys, you can kind of explore, you can, do really whatever you want. And like, it really does. Like, I I feel like two people's experience with the game have not been similar, have not been the same to me since like people approach it in such different ways. And that's really, really cool. Well, I mean, I feel like that's, that's a really interesting 
thing that there is um, a certain robustness in how open uh, the game is to letting you approach it the way you want to approach it versus um, like, like Kurt was mentioning, like a, like an Assassin's Creed or, or one of those checkpoint style open world games. Like I, I would say that the Witcher three, which I understand, you know, it's, it's an older game, but I, I really struggled. Like once I got to, what I felt was like the midpoint of the game. I was just like, okay, just, I, I just want to finish. I just <laughs> want to finish it. I'm, I'm sort of tired of this because it, it is a lot of, um, it feels like a lot of chores. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, you know, the crafting is optional. You can always just do the, the straight up. Okay. I'm going to buy everything. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. And you get to give the money to your friend. Yeah, your friend his, and and his uh, f- five family members or whatever, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't be mean to them or they'll kill you. Well, I, I, I was seeing somebody say that uh, you, you can actually kill him. I was like, mm, no, why Why would you do that? I don't know. There's no... Uh, it, it, that's another thing, right? It's it's sort of like this thing that you can, you can kill anybody that you want in the game. It doesn't really matter. Um, right. They'll let right. you do it. Uh, but you know, there, there are going to be consequences like, okay, so who are you going to buy from now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just am really enjoying it so far. Uh, I probably have put, I don't know, maybe, maybe 20 hours already into it. Um, and I am not even, I I think I'm not even like a a quarter of the way through. So I bet you put more than 20. I, I don't know what I, what I platform you're 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 playing on, but I am thankful that the PS4 does not have any way to see how long you've played games. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt the worst it, yeah. moment of my life was when I when I asked Final Fantasy fourteen how long I'd played. Oh god, and that was <laughs> my, hours of before. Re- mine was, like, was World of Warcraft uh, at at the end of Vanilla, and it was it was weeks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the, the worst the worst feeling in the world it's like oh god like i gotta change something this is... so. <laughs> my life is something something this, else yeah, this is this is hell like i've <laughs> <laughs> well i i, I you know you, you joke about that because uh but but i i do think that before i even started like gaming on a more on a more regular basis um i remember uh a friend of mine was talking about like, oh, he got to the end of World of Warcraft. He was, I forget what the cap was, is level 70 or whatever, or level 80 or whatever. Um, but he, he, we were out and he's like, oh, I, I, I got to cut this short. I got to go back home and, and finish the, the, the dailies. It's like the dailies. What are you talking about? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go in and, and log in and do uh, a daily quest. Otherwise you start losing or sliding in the, in the rankings or something. It's like, God, that sounds like so such work. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, it is. It's it, yeah. It's like, I, I remember talking to a friend when who played Eve online and he was like, yeah, I feel like I leave my one job and come back and log into my other job. Um, and I mean, it, it, that's true of MMOs. It's true of gotchas. It's true of a lot of the games that we like have a lot of now. So, you know, having an expansive, like fun and ultimately finite single player game is, um, I don't know. It, it's important in that way, honestly. 
All right. Well, I think um, we should probably start wrapping it up because uh, we are, we're approaching. This is a big episode. This is an Elden Ring sized episode. It's it's an open world podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, and it's also taking away time from me playing Elden Ring. As I'm, sure I mean, I'm listen, like, I, I would hate to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate both of you, uh, both of you a lot, but also I want to play some more Elden Ring today. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, so Trev, I, I hear you have a book. Uh, oh, really? I haven't heard about that. Uh, really? Well, you know, Kurt knows what the subtitle of the book is. Uh, <laughs> and God bless him for it. Um <laughs> I don't know what it is, um, but the book's called Story Mode. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's, uh, it was published, uh, I guess last year now, but, but not too long ago, maybe like six months ago. And it, it adds a chapter on Dark Souls that, that kind of expands upon a lot of the stuff I was talking about today. So if you like that, I think you'd enjoy it. I believe it's available pretty much everywhere now. So, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to buy it on Amazon. You can if you want. Um, you know, you, you certainly, certainly welcome to if that's, if that is your, your choice. Uh, but you don't have to. Um, you can buy it at a bookshop or Powell's or wherever you'd like to. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'd love to, love to hear people's thoughts on it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And how, how could you, uh, should they uh, contact you on Twitter by chance? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, <laughs> please, please, please. Uh, so my Twitter is, uh, uh Hegelbon, H E G E L B O N. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm God, I'm there all the time. Um, so, you know, just, just stop in. Uh, and my DMS are open. If you want to, you want to chat. So, um, you know, any, any, any time we'd love to, would love to hear from you. Excellent. All right. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Kurt, you have a couple of things going on. Oh gosh. I, I got a podcast called parents just don't understand. <laughs> I got a magazine called blood knife. There's more stuff coming. I've been, I've been trying to catch up with stuff. Uh, there's been, there's been unfortunate delays with both of those things, but there's always more stuff coming. So uh, there should be not 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 Elden Ring <laughs> related. I not, want to clarify. No, so surprisingly not. Surprisingly <laughs> not. No, it uh, it 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 predates it, and I'm sure we'll postdate it as well. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I I always forget that um that you do Blood Knife because I like Blood Knife so much, and then I'm I'm well, always you. pleasantly surprised to remember it. Thank you. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm somewhat quiet uh, about it because uh, I think that the writers do a better job of representing it than I ever could. So I, I prefer to just let people write good stuff and and I'll <laughs> I'll just stay in the background grafting things on myself. <laughs> just like just like uh, just like a certain king we could, yeah. we could mention a, who has a, a weird brogue, I should say. I feel like this is anti-Irish discrimination. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we can leave it at that. Um, well, <laughs> so we shall. <laughs> Trevor, thanks for, for thanks for agreeing to come on and talk. Uh, oh, of course, uh, that was about fun. Elden Ring and uh, you too, Kurt. And I do want to thank our listeners for bearing with us. Uh, all three of us tarnished. So uh, go out and buy Elden Ring. You won't. You won't regret it. It's or maybe you will enjoy it. You would enjoy it. <laughs> Especially if you're a Ubisoft employee, apparently. <laughs> go out, go out by Elden Ring, you won't enjoy it. Uh, it's a bad time. That, that's, that's my why pitch for I Dota 2, not, not, not Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, you won't enjoy that. Let's, let's be clear. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that'll be it. Uh, thanks again. And we'll catch you next time here on Podside. <laughs>